Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Happy hour, everyone. It might be my happiest hour. Oh, my God. I've been desperately seeking this interview forever. Yes, I did. I got that joke out of the way. It's Rosanna Arquette. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I've already warned you that I'm going to spaz out for maybe the first 10 minutes or so. I'm spazzing out. How are you? Oh, my God. See, this is how this started, Travis. She tweeted me, and I was like, it's not the Rosanna Arquette. And then she wrote back, and I was like, oh, my God, it's fucking her. And so, okay, so I had a spaz out on Twitter, and now I'm, anyway, I'm such a huge fan. Where do we start? Of you as a human and an activist and an actress and just as a carbon-based life form. Let's start with that. Oh, that's that's (laughs) very nice. Uh, Wow, we're living in some incredibly challenging times right now, aren't we, Stephanie? Oh my God. Well, you, you were asking me, you said, oh, my phone's been hacked. Has that happened to you? And I said, did oh, you yeah. accidentally post pictures, uh, topless photos of Kellyanne Conway's daughter? No, I, I wouldn't do that. I feel I'm, I'm so brokenhearted for this kid because clearly she's just screaming, begging for help. I know. And, and you're, and, you're and, a mom. And, and by, by posting like what her mother does, she, she has an abusive mother. Kellyanne Conway is an abusive mother. This yeah. kid is trying, and, and she's 15 and you know, that, sorry, you don't, anything to sell books, I guess, at this point for Kelly, well, right? You said that on Twitter, Rosanna, and I know, I know you're a mom and it's such a feminist leader and the Me Too movement and all that. And I was thinking of you, cause I thought, oh my God, you know, that's been your cause of, you know, part of the big causes of your life is young women. And it's, I, to me, okay, I, I know technology is different, Rosanna, and we're at a different age, but my parents would not a, have ever had a topless photo of me. <laughs> would never have accidentally shared it in any form. My well, parents I- did, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I've done some nudity in movies, I did. But, but I mean, we're talking not as a kid, not as a 15 year old, I mean, not as a child. Yeah. And, yeah. But um, yeah. And although, yeah, well, although my parents did take me to a nudist colony when I was five, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. We do. Oh, yes, okay, we do. Yes. Okay, okay yes. now we do. Oh, no. <laughs> By the way, oh, no. can I just say, if I were as beautiful as you, I would be naked all the time, like everywhere. But okay, let's... Not anymore. 
Oh, stop oh. it. So pretty. Okay. Can we just, why, tell me five years old, nudist colony, go. Yeah. So yeah, my parents were, you know, were, you know, artists, hippies, musician, poet, my mom and and they were doing a play in Port Huron, Michigan together. And um, we went, there was some nudist colony there. So there's kind of a great photograph of my, from behind my mom, dad, and my brother Richmond and I, who was about two. My dad's like holding him by his arm. He looks like a little, he's hanging like almost like a little monkey going down the road and we're all naked. Now, you look at that now in, in life. I remember I got lost in the nudist colony. I, then they, my parents couldn't find me and I ended up in the men's locker room, like my body and like someone like found me and held me up as, does this, does anybody belong to this child? And, um, and I remember feeling, you know, like I wanted to put my damn clothes on. I just didn't feel comfortable. There was uh, energetically something was going on in it. Not with like, like my parents were very naive about, they weren't, there was no weird Right thing on their part, but they just were like, "Oh, let's just go to this place." Probably at the point, but um, I just remember even I felt I I felt the energy of probably the creepy pedophiles that were in the midst. Yeah, even at five, you were like, "Yeah, "Yeah, there's something Mm -hmm. hinky here." Um, my parents were Republicans and kind of like private nudists, even because they were like fine with being nude around us. And I remember one time my mom used to well, she used to do naked headstands. I don't know, she did. It was part of her exercise routine, but she would do it in the morning when she was still uh, naked. So sometimes you would come in their bedroom and then she would fall naked. So that's fairly traumatic. It's not the same as the nudist colony. Wait a minute. You grew up with Republican parents? My dad, my dad ran with Barry Goldwater in 1964 and he was was chairman of the Republican party. And I I mean, yeah, this really, this party, this Republican party, Rosanna, they're, I I don't know what they are. They're, they're just a a cult. And I don't even yeah. know that many Republicans, but I have to say, I, a lot of people, a lot of people in my life, I mean, a lot of this, this whole new election that we saw was just, I, this isn't Republican anymore. And thank God for the people that like the Steve Schmitz and the, you know, that came over and did yeah. the Lincoln Project too. Yeah. You know, whatever their thing is. I mean, I'm definitely, you know, I wouldn't have, you know, he, I, I do respect him as a man. He's doing a lot. And I think he brought all over a lot of, you know, normal yeah. Republicans over yeah. to vote for Joe Biden. Um, but yeah, uh, we're in a different world right now. And it is, it's, a, it's, I don't know about you, but I am definitely suffering from P- PTSD. Are you? Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Yes. I think, for, you think like for the rest of our fucking lives, we're going to be like, what did that orange motherfucker do now? Oh God. Okay. All right. My phone alert is, it's, 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 it's just my kid needs a ride home from soccer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, the, the other day, last week, and I was, I'm going to talk about this. I, I um, was in a little shopping mall. We're all like freaked out also about COVID. And, you know, I've got my mask. Yeah. I've got my alcohol wipes. I wear gloves, you know, and yeah. I have a shield when yeah. I go out. And I saw this car running with the door open. It was the day before the inauguration. I was like, oh, it's a bomb! It's a bomb! Like, I went there. I completely oh. went Full on. That's true. That it was no, I, like a the, there was a bomb and it was going to go off. And I the the, oh my the, God. the the fear of what the energetically what these people have done to us for four years. Oh yeah. And the next day that 
that inauguration was extraordinary. I wept all oh, day long. Oh, me too. Me too. I was just a big snot ball. Right? I, I, uh, yeah. Here's, by the way, here's what I love about your truthfulness is I love you're like, I don't even know any Republicans. Like you're like, well, I'm, in the, yeah, I'm in the liberal Hollywood bubble and I don't fucking want to be around any of those lunatics. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know this. It's like, do I not know? Of course I know some Republicans but, I mean, that are in my inner circle, but there's one person that is a Republican that is a good old friend of mine. She's probably my only real Republican friend. And that's uh, Johnny Ramone's wife, Linda Ramone. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, Oh my God. Can I just say you, okay. Not Kevin Bacon. You have the most amazing, like six degrees of Roseanne Arquette separation that I've ever seen. Really? Not only of course, well, your famous siblings, David Arquette and Patty Arquette, but I just love this one section I was reading. Formerly the sister-in-law of Nicolas Cage, who was married to her sister, Patricia Arquette, um, former sister-in-law of Thomas Jane and Courtney Cox, shared on-screen husband with her real-life sister-in-law, Courtney Cox. Matthew Perry was her husband in The Whole Nine Yards and also played Courtney Cox's husband, Chandler, on Friends. Courtney Cox Arquette was married to David Arquette, her brother. And oh I was like, God. oh, my God, you're you're the connector of every person in Hollywood. <laughs> That's so fun. That's so cool. Oh, gosh. Well, um, so now, yes, Courtney, is a, you know, will always be in our lives. But David is no longer married to her. He's married to this woman named Christina Arquette. And they have two young boys. And um, and but yeah, everybody's like it's, it's, it was pretty wild for my daughter when she was growing up, um, because there was one day that we literally drove down Sunset and it was like. There's Aunt Patricia on a, bo- a billboard for somebody. <laughs> There's Uncle Nicholas. There's Aunt like like they were. It was like all like everybody was on on the on a billboard for a movie or a television show. It was it was a, and you just go how do you this isn't real life. Now. This is this isn't normal. Yeah. This isn't normal. Um. Well, I well I don't even know where to start because everything's my favorite. Executioner's song. Uh, Desperately seeking Susan. Uh, After Hours, Pulp Fiction, um, Crash. I mean, your documentary you directed, Searching for Deborah Winger. I mean, you're, I love that I was reading in here, the two things you hate being asked about most is being the Rosanna in the famous Toto song and also what was it like working with Madonna? So let's start with those two things. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) What does it look like? Gosh, and and by the way, I mean, like I did that movie probably with some, some, a lot of people before they were even born, you know, like that listen to you right now. I mean, it's it's like, is it 31 years? It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, can I just say too, I mean, obviously super fucking cool that you're the Rosanna in the Toto song, but can I say what I love even more? That I forgot you were in, romantically involved with Peter Gabriel for a while. So the song In Your Eyes is said to be inspired by you. I love that song from wow. Say Anything. <laughs> it is right? a really beautiful song. I had it like, I, it was funny because um, when Cameron Crowe was doing Almost Famous, um, he really, you know, he wanted that song uh, for his movie uh, in your, uh, no, for Say Anything. That Cameron Crowe's first movie is Say Anything and he wanted right. that song to be the theme song. And so when I was with Peter, the there was this big cassette, like one of those gigantic ones um, on top of the television. He said, and I said, what is what is this? He goes, he goes, oh yeah, this movie, um, this, you know, the director wants me to use in your eyes. What do you think? And so he was, I did, I watched the film and I said, definitely let him use it. It's a, it, it'll yeah. be like, it'll be Wait, like so, an anthem. Yeah. Oh, and say, any, and say anything. And say anything. And say anything. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. So, but that was a long, that's another life too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've had a lot. Can I just say in your eyes? I, the nine lives. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you're like, what's with me in the songs, in the famous songs? But I, in your eyes, I, I do see the doorway. Can I just say that to you in your eyes? Uh, okay. All right. I see the light. That was a, that was a, yeah, it was a long time ago. And um, yeah, he's on to his a new, whole new life and I'm on my whole new life. So yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. Uh, one of the chapters in a long ass book. God, I was going to say, your life is fascinating. Pardon me, but I need to take a break so that I can look like I looked when I watched my very first Rosanna Arquette film. Oh my God, look, it's Desperately Seeking Susan Eyes, brought to you by Plexiderm. Look, no more wrinkles, no more bags, no more under eye, uh, you know, crow's feet, all of it. I love my Plexiderm. Not all of us can look like ageless movie icons. Uh, We need a little bit of help, okay? Valentine's Day, right? You're just, it's, it's a gift you give for yourself. You can feel good about yourself. You will look fresh, bright-eyed, years younger. Plexiderm's clinically studied serum visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in minutes. I personally, with the new administration, I am smiling too much. My crow's feet have receded, but now my smile lines are a problem. But not with uh, Plexiderm. Try it. Try the six-application. It's like a six-day, six-application trial pack. Only $14.95, right, with free shipping. Go to buyplx.com or call them at 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. We all have nothings to lose except those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags. Visit BUYPLX.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. But so I love the story that you started as a teenager, your first movie you were, it was with Betty Davis. I was like, oh my God, you're too young. But you were a teenager, right? In a movie of the week. It was, and you got- it was directed by Sean Penn's father, Leo Penn. Oh. And it was, and it was, it was a four hour miniseries called The Dark Secret of Harvest Home. And, and there was Bette Midler, I mean, Bette Midler, Bette Davis. Um, and everybody was, you know, tiptoeing around her and everything. And I, they said, somebody called me up in the hotel room and said, oh, come on downstairs. There's going to be a cocktail party for Ms. Davis. So I had just jumped out of the shower. I put on jeans and a t-shirt and barefoot and went, walked in and like that. And people were just oh, horrified. And she loved me from that moment. Like we were good pal. Like she, Aww. I got to hang out in her dressing room. I think she realized that like, I just, I didn't think like, Oh, bow down. I just was like, mm-hmm. hi, yeah. I'm da da da. And, um, yeah. and she, and so we were, we, we were good pals in that movie. She was wonderful. She, I love that with this story that you, you talked about, you know, it was hot with you know, the heat. There was the camera broke and she grabbed you, gave you a hug, sat you on her lap yes. and said, this is hell. Just remember, you cannot have a career in a relationship. It will never work. And you said it haunted me all my life. And you know what? God, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. I think it's a kind of really, I mean, many people managed to do it, but in the, and the industry, the the movie industry, it is quite challenging. I think. Yeah. Well, I listen. I'm. I, I don't judge because I'm a single childless loser. If you listen to the show, but you're on your you're on your fourth one. But the it seems to be sticking. It's sticking. And so good for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're polar opposites. He's not a musician. He's not an artist. But but you know that sometimes you know like it's always challenging. No matter who you're with, you have to you know. Yeah be okay with everything inside you and they have to be okay with that you, you know everything inside of them and then you figure out how to do it together that's what i think yeah well i think strong women have a hard time i mean i loved searching for deborah winger i mean that was kind of uh, yeah. a woman who has to choose between her art and her love and 
can't make the choice and kills herself, which is a little bit I'm dark. Still, I'm still a little there. bit dark. I know. I know. I'm like, I, Sorry, I, haven't, spoiler. I haven't jumped in front of the chain yet, but let me tell you this <laughs> last year, I thought about it. No, I mean, that's a oh terrible thing to say because no, so it's many, not the height, the height of suicide that has been happening in America is especially amongst young people is really troubling, really terrifying, really depressing. And I, but I like, like we have to all be able to talk about the feeling of it and just never act on it. You know, some people feel so bad. They like, how do we keep going in this pain? How do you, and so that's why it's really important for everybody to just talk and connect with each other and be able to like, yeah. I understand how you feel, but let's not do that today. <laughs> She's like, but I'm no, not, Rosanna, I, you're, and I, and I'm not, you know what? I, I'm like, everybody thinks it's like, it's, 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 it's really challenging for so many people right now. And, and, and I, depression was way up and you're not joking about the PTSD we all have. And then we had coronavirus on top of it and his disastrous response yeah, to that yes. in the light. I mean, it really is like, I keep making like movie analogies, like that, you know, that's why we have to convict him because he's he's Glenn Close in the bathtub. Like we need Ann Archer with a fucking gun. Like we just can't. Like yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like he's like any kind of well, movie. No, let's not say gun. Movie. It keeps no, 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 get the I gun. No gun. I mean, I mean no, no, no. I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean figurative, but figuratively, yes, he figuratively. is like the monster yeah. that keeps. He's like the monster that keeps coming back in every yes. movie, right? Yes. I mean, it's. But yeah, I mean, talk, so talk about you know because obviously in terms of your trauma you also were one of the leaders of the whole me too movement you were one of the first people to speak out about uh harvey weinstein right i mean i'm with one of many women um but in the in the beginning there was just you know a few of us that did it and uh with ronan farrow and the new york times and um and i talked to both people actually but ronan and i became very close in this time and um and yes, it was a it was a huge movement that opened the eyes across the world. And what the greatest part of it was that that Tarana Burke's work, who had was the Me Too movement, but people didn't actually recognize that until the hashtag went out. I know Alyssa Milano had put that out there, and and uh, and then it brought this amazing woman's incredible work to the surface, so that we can see that there is indeed um, a, the possibility of healing when you acknowledge what happened to you and you share it with other people. Well, you joke about your hippie childhood, but it seems like you, you said once growing up in a family of activists and artists, I was taught at an early age to speak up for myself and for others. And I thought it was so beautiful, full circle, Rosanna, when you talk about your daughter, Zoe, who is a lot, you said another light in my life. It fills my heart with pride to see her take on the world. I know, I hope she knows that helping others runs in her blood. I hope she's inspired as I am by the scores of women standing up to say, time's up for predators, not survivors. Um, and you say collectively, these women will illuminate the path for others to come forward. And it's just the whole spirit of sisterhood, which you talked about it from back from Desperately Seeking Susan days, that that was an all-female production. Everybody involved was female. Yep. So you were at this whole pussy hat place way before we were, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, it, it, it was important. And, then, and I think a lot of people didn't realize, actually don't realize, but that actually, uh, that movie is, was a groundbreaking movie at the time because you didn't see that. And it was also a studio executive who brought it to Mike Metavoy at Orion at the time, um, Barbara Boyle. So it was completely female and that hadn't been done yeah. and uh, let's talk about what it was like to work with madonna no i'm just kidding but no, <laughs> no, no. i have not talked to her or seen her i just see her you know in her you know with her daughters and dancing and some on, on you know on her 
her movies that she makes from home. So I haven't talked to her in years. But yeah, it is interesting the way you talked about her, just that, you know, she obviously, I mean, you carried the film, let's just be honest, because she wasn't, she had no experience, but you were, you said she did have that thing when she walked in the room and you compared it to Angelina Jolie, where someone walks in and you just go, oh, wow. Right. That, that mean, was a long, long time ago. Yeah, I played Angelina yeah. Jolie's mom in a movie years ago called Hell's Kitchen. But um, and what? she had that. Hollywood fucking sucks. What are you, three years older than she is? I, I no. I, I was supposed. To, I was her junkie mom, and I had her when she was fifteen. It's a movie called Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> okay. actually, actually, yeah, it's right before she blew up. Like she had done. Yeah. Yeah. Done Gia, mm-hmm. and then came to her something like that, and then she it was right before she blew up. But anyway. Um, yeah, we're talking about enigmatic people. Madonna for sure in those days, the lucky star days, the early days, but that she had a she had it. She did have it. And yeah. it was palpable and you could see it. I saw it, you know, and it was like, wow, okay, this is it. That's what that star is. I mean, yeah. she had it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so do you. I mean, oh, but I'm- so I just I don't know even what there's so many false I, I want to hear the story about getting pulp fiction. When Quentin Tarantino called you to go out to coffee at Swingers, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you got some good research on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've had an FBI background uh, to check on you for years now. Just you know, <laughs> waiting for this interview. Join the club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what was that experience like? Uh, I mean, God, you've been in so many iconic movies, right? But that one. So, yeah, uh, I was, uh, who knew that it was going to be the iconic movie that it became so many years later, but um, yeah, he asked me to, there was a long time ago, he had, uh, not true, uh, his other movie, it was called uh, Mickey and Mallory, Mickey and Mallory that turned out oh, to be with Juliet. Natural Born Killers. Natural, natural Born Killers. Born. So yeah. the first script yeah. of that, there was a moment like where. I mean, that the, they were trying to like, was maybe going to be Sean Penn and I, like years and years, like before. And then it became, you know, the great movie it is. With, um, but why did I go there? Oh, Quentin. So there was a little bit of that, but I don't know if I met him then. And then we did meet and he asked me to, you know, to be in, a, in it. It was really fun process. It was like two weeks of rehearsal. We actually rehearsed it very wow. specifically for the camera. He, he, he does very specific uh, rehearsal. And yeah. then, you know, I always want to like... Uh, throw in a little uh, improvisation, hard to do with a writer like that. But, you know, I did like, can I say pig? Your line reading of that was trippy was yep. is like one of the best line readings of in any Quentin Tarantino movie. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say rehearsal. How many times? Okay. And then you stick the sword through her eye. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how many times you're going to rehearse that. You got to really get that on one take. Um, so... <laughs> Okay, I have to know what your famous quote means. Never eat a Mars bar offered to you by Marianne Faithful. What does what does that mean? So, so I got to tell you that I really don't remember ever saying that, um, <laughs> because I I don't like I didn't really eat Mars bars, but you know I understand the what it's saying, and it's something that I probably, I mean, just I don't I don't think I ever said that. But, okay. but All right. where did All right. I say that? And I don't, and if I did, it's like, okay, great. I love Marianne and I probably definitely would eat one of her. her uh... <laughs> you do, you have such a, you do. Just, speaking of, I mean, no, anyway. Why not? Speaking of trip, speaking of trip, At this point really, in life, no. I was like, no. <laughs> 
speaking of trip, you really do have a trippy life. I mean, I just, it is so fascinating as a young child, you marched bare chested next to Martin Luther King. Then you were a flower child at Woodstock. Uh, I mean, so you so let me explain have, the, the you, bare you, chested you, Martin, with Martin Luther right. King moment because it, it is something that I truly remember. I mean, if Kellyanne Conway was there, she would have sold that photo. But my point is, oh, uh, and I was I was five at the time, and my mom was one of the uh, organizers in a peace march in Chicago that Martin Luther King ended up coming to, and like it was like wow. really extraordinary. And I was I was probably six, six, and um, she had painted across my chest stop the war, kill no more. And we were all on the back of a truck and he was in the back of the truck and I was with him and, and, um, and, and, uh, and he said, uh, what's your name? And I told him my name and he goes, someone put a shirt on that little girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, swear to God. Wow. 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 Um, so, oh my God, I don't know where else I want to go next. You've, I mean, I, I, okay. Let's just talk about, so that was your childhood. So you have activist, activism in your blood. You also, so obviously some of the women in the Me Too movement in Hollywood talked about not getting roles, you know, because of the Harvey Weinstein thing. I just, I don't know if that was a factor at all, but I thought it was so fascinating that you were considered, first of all, for the role of Sarah Connor in The Terminator and also the part that Jodie Foster played in The Accused. So did that have anything to do with that or just did those, those, no, just those are those just, that's just the time stuff that happened. And, you know, um, uh, God. Yeah. I mean, you know, you think of like who you can't think of anybody else, but Jody in that role now, like it was like, yeah, it would have been fun to do it in a different way. I probably would have, but she was so wonderful and deserved all everything she got for that. And I, I don't know. There's a lot of, you know, you, we got, there's a blacklist. There definitely yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Of, probably more than ever now, for sure. But you know, so. I read some recent interview that you were saying that you're sort of, you know, maybe it's maybe we're in our like afterglow of the Biden administration, but that you're feeling more hopeful and, and you know, empowered than ever, you know, that you've been that you're it seems like you're so energized by your activism in addition to your artistry. Right. Like it's almost like they're they've gone hand in hand. Well, one of the things that, you know, I always love to do, and we talked about this, like, you know, is uh, interview people myself. So I'm doing a podcast starting. I know. It's I know. called the Rad Radical Musings with Radical. Rosanna Arquette. Yeah. And it's just, I did two documentaries, you know, where I, I do love doing what you're doing. I love talking to other people about stuff. So, um, and so that's kept me feeling a little bit more inspired in life because that's something that I've done for years anyway. And just, during you know our quarantining time I was like yeah. you know what I need to be doing this this is like great yeah. so lucked out that you know got to partner with, I, with Jared yeah and I love the I'm um, just the the you know topics influence infamy defining moments of youth impact of art and music on work uh, state of affairs in Hollywood um the guest list, hello, Ronan Farrow, Jane Fonda, uh, Randy Rainbow, uh, David Arquette. I don't know how you got that booking. I know that Corey, was a hard one too. Yeah, Corey, <laughs> Feld, Corey Feldman, Kathy Griffin, Frank uh, Frank Fergluzzi. Okay, so I, I've oh, got I'm getting um, um, Q-Tip and, and I'm getting Monica Ramirez and I have some really cool activists and friends and I, uh, Susanna Hoffs of the, of the, of the Bangles. Yeah. Wow. I talked to, the, I, and oh, Perry Farrell and Eddie Farrell. That was fun. Oh, cool. Oh, oh yeah. fun. I've had, it, I've had all of those people on this podcast, except for David Arquette. I don't know if you have a connection. Yeah. We can work on that. I'm sure you would love I, to talk to you. Have you seen I, his documentary? 
I haven't. Oh. It's what is? It's really. I'm. I'm swear to God. Even if I he was not my brother, I would tell people to see this. It's. It's really amazing. It's yeah. such. It seems like you know, like you can't kill David Arquette. Please watch it. It's about his world into the world of wrestling. The 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 whole journey and it's sad and it's amazing and inspiring and funny and it, you feel like, Oh my God, don't get killed. But yeah. yeah. Great. You, well, you know, when you see Patty speak or you speak, you can tell that that activism is in your blood, that it comes from your soul, Appears. you know, my right? mom, I mean, it's yeah. our mother, our mother was, you know, our mother was a real activist and we were, I'm so blessed to have been raised that way. But yeah, I mean, I, there's moments of her, you know, her, she's like chained herself, you know, up and, and I think I wasn't there. I wish I could say I was there, but she brought the kids and they were all in sleeping bags in front of um, the, the nuclear power plant up in Northern California. Oh my yeah. God, I think right now, please. My yeah. Psycho? No, damn it. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's right. Oh, this is so ridiculous that I can't, it's okay. That's just, okay. I getting we'll Google that? it. I'm on Google. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, go, yeah, but go ahead. She um, chained herself there um, in front of it because of the, um, what, the what is it called? And it's is it the Di uh, Diablo Canyon? Yeah, Diablo Canyon. There you go. Okay. It's Devil Canyon. That's what it is. See, we're like, yeah. trying to take the focus off the Diablos now. <laughs> yes, <Right>. exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. We, we, were, we were talking about Trump, and so I immediately was yeah. like, oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Diablo. <laughs> exactly. Okay, hold that thought, Rosanna. Oh, my God. When we're best friends, Rosanna Arquette and I, and we have girl pajama parties, everybody, guess what we're going to wear? <gasps> my new favorite, Icier. Oh, my God. It's spelled A-I-S-I-E-R, Icier. They are luxurious modern sleepwear for the independent women. Their sleepwear is made from 100% washable silk. OMG, what a treat. Silk is known to reduce skin surface moisture loss and limit skin irritations. Best of all, it is so comfortable, so lightweight. It feels like a second skin. It'll keep you warm in the winter, cool in the summer with a fabric that just loves your skin all year long. Every type of weather. Wearing silk to sleep is simply therapy at night. Icier is owned by an amazing woman, single mom. Their products are made in California. You can feel good about supporting a small business delivering high-quality products. Now is the perfect time to treat yourself or a loved one to something extra special sleep and lounge in Icier's valentine's day sale is on now go to shop Icier. that's a-i-s-i-e-r that's shop slash discount slash stephanie use that discount code stephanie you get 10 percent off your order that's shop a-i-s-i-e-r.com slash discount slash stephanie use that code stephanie 10 percent off your order Ooh, get some silk pajamas do it So, yeah, no, I, Jane Fonda has been on this uh, podcast. I have not been arrested with her like you have, but, um, well, she, you know, this is, a, this is, you know, what happened when she wrote this and have you read her book? Oh, um, by the way, well, I was laughing because actually my iPod is on seven of them because Lily Tomlin has sent it to me literally five times without and forgot to tell me, but it is a fantastic book. Isn't it fantastic? <laughs> yeah. It's a fantastic book. Um, um, what can I do? is what it's called. This, and that yeah. happened because, you know, she, Peter Fonda had died and um, we're old, old friends for many, many years. And, and she said, let's go on a road trip up to Big Sur. And that sounded great. She goes, and then she called me back next day. She goes, Keener's coming. So it was Catherine Keener and I and Jane driving up, listening to the Soul Station, go, driving up to Big Sur. 
This has to be a movie. This has to be a movie. But it, was, all right, go it ahead. was a really fantastic. Well, but we started talking about Greta Thunberg yeah. and and, yeah. um, and her activism yeah. and how inspiring this kid is that is just woke. You know, get everybody awakened awakened to the fact that you know we really need to do something here. But the young people and she really did. It's like the Parkland students, you know, mm-hmm. after yeah. after the shooting, they galvanized yeah. the whole March for Our Lives movement. And it was all inspired by young people who are living in trauma and yeah. doing something instead of stuff, staying stuck and staying on video games and or watching, you know, yeah. porn yeah. online. And she and Jane and Jane is so inspiring at her age. Jesus Christ! I mean, she is so, really like. I, it's so funny. I, I'm, this name dropping will impress you because I know you don't know anybody. But I met her at Martin Sheen's birthday party, and yeah. she she is so inspired to get her message out. She even came on my stupid little show. But she gave me her number, and then like I'm leaving, and she goes, "Now, you're not going to forget to call me, right?" I was like, "There is virtually no chance I will forget to call Jane Fonda." And then when I went to call her, I was so nervous. I think I lost like 10 pounds. I was like, this is literally Jane Fonda's workout is calling Jane Fonda. Cause I'm, so, and then she immediately like disarms you. I'm like, oh, Jane, hi, I'm Stephanie Miller. And she's, and I'm like, I'm really nervous. And she's like, oh, bullshit. What time yeah. am I coming in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's the best. She's, 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 just a, like, she's a real human being. She always was. She walks the talk, you know, she's yeah. always walked. She's walked the talk from, from the very yeah. beginning. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, but she read, she was reading Naomi Klein's book. And then this conversation started about I mean, you just, I, I have it on my iPhone. Like I gave it to her, to her people. And yeah. because the, I filmed her talking to calling Annie Leonard and going yeah. to, uh, to talking to Naomi Klein. And with the, by the end of the weekend, she had planned going to Washington, DC. I'm moving to DC. She wanted to just park in front of, the White House and just that's right. what she wanted to do. And that they weren't you couldn't get the permits to do that anymore. And she yeah. would have done that. She would have been no, there she, all winter. For sure she would have done it. And I, she couldn't. So they they did the Fire Joe Fridays, which you know, um Catherine and I both went twice together. Um and and we did our civil disobedience. Let me tell you about that. The people that those uh Capitol Police were Peace, we were peacefully marching for the love of Mother Earth and they had buses, they had handcuffs, like it was gonna be the most gigantic, huge riot. Nobody was prepared like, like they were, um, nobody was prepared at all on, on January yeah. 6th. They, like what they were against people who were just singing, you know, we shall overcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Oh my God, all right, I'm just spitballing here with you now, but I think you do, do a documentary on Jane Fonda and it's called, Desperately searching for Jane Fonda. No. It's a combination of the Deborah <laughs> no. Winger and desperately. No. Okay. Well. No. <laughs> no. There's no. I mean, she is. She is. We we all kind of bow down to her because also talk about enigmatic and real light energy. She is a light worker. She's a yeah. light worker, and she yeah. she has. She's a light worker. She's an incredible artist. She's an incredible girlfriend. She's just yeah. and and the most inspiring person I've met in you know my life. Yeah. 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 Well, she's like you. She's an amazing actress, amazing mm-hmm. activist. And I love that you're very positive on Twitter. You said, just keep in mind, the sound of jail doors closing shut on many of those insurrectionists. Uh, well, and it will happen and they will not get away with it. And I believe in justice for uh, that Trump and his gang are going to find karma and justice in some form, don't you? I, I do believe that, you know, when you do evil things to people and, and you intentionally, especially when you just do it for greed, money and power, 
um, yeah, it's not going to be a pretty road, no matter it will. I don't know. It just the yeah. world, you know, the energy has the, or God or whatever you want to believe in. Right. You know, there's, there's things happen. It's just somebody, it, somebody said once evil always overplays its hand, you know, yeah. and I, I, I just have to believe in that, that uh, anyway, I'm just going to enjoy the, you know, I had several orgasms and I did say, I felt like I took like a giant orange, (laughs) like a giant orange shit and had like 75 orgasms during the inauguration, like all at once. Just I got rid of, oh, Oh, speaking of, oh my gosh. Yes. I know you, I know what you're saying. It was like the stomach uh, so stuck from, from, from stress. Yes. It telling was a, you. I'm sure so many people were relieved in many ways. <laughs> I was going to fit in a poo joke if it killed me. The podcast is Radical Musings with Rosanna Arquette. This is honestly such a thrill. Was I as spazzy as I thought I was going to be? I was, I'm a super geek. I'm Where a super fan. I live in uh, Hollywood Hills. Oh, so you're in LA. Yeah, where are you? Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I live on the west side. I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. Can, yeah, we be fr- can we be yes. friends when COVID is over? Definitely, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. We got to make sure that right. people give me your cell and I'll, we'll do that, okay? Okay. Yeah, I was, um, I, if you've listened to the show, Rosanna, you know that I was already super needy. And so after COVID, I'm just going to be like a koala on you. I'm just going to be like, and you'll be like, okay. Okay, oh, lose my new, new phone. Who this? <laughs> do, do you like large dogs and do you ride bicycles? Because that's an important factor being friends with Stephanie. I do ride bicycles. I don't like to ride in traffic. I mean, I, I'm, a no, re- I'm I don't very ride. freaked out about driving. I had an mm-hmm. experience. I went on a bike trip with, you know, yeah. my husband and friend. I did do yeah. this. And it was, and, and, and it was, this part was like, now, this is very privileged shit. So I, just, I feel embarrassed even saying that, but it is privileged to go on a bike trip in Tuscany. And I did. And, yeah. and it wasn't my, you know, it was, I'd never done anything like that. And it was, it was actually really fun, but they drive their bikes through the fucking the roundabout of yeah. the crazy <laughs> yeah. Italians yeah. going around. I was so flipped out. I was like, I'm not into yeah. driving in traffic. I no, me neither. Me neither. Not, I, don't, I, I don't, I will get hit. I will because I'm, you know, like I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I know. No, I, I, and I also did a bike trip in Tuscany and I'm not privileged. So when the first thing that, when we start being friends, I will have to ask you to borrow money, but uh, I hope oh, that stop. won't impact our, our friendship. I, I know at all. all my, this is man. I it's like tapping. I'm tapped out. Like, you know, this was, <laughs> know. They, it keeps coming at you like, Oh my God, like, can we breathe for a minute? I mean, but it's I still, know. everybody needs like a donation. I had a foundation. I started a foundation, the Alexis Arquette family foundation for Alexis Arquette who passed. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, it'll be, Oh my gosh, it's going to come up to. It's, it's like we're hitting with, five with, years now. Yeah. It's with my alma mater, with my alma mater, with my alma mater, USC's violence intervention program. Yes. God bless so, you for that. Yeah. So Dr. Hagar and I, that's a separate thing. The, the Lexus Arquette family foundation, which we just folded because of nonprofits right oh. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Really sad. But the great thing that came from that is that we did partner with Dr. Astrid Hagar over the violence intervention program. And she has a clinic that she, she was going to start a clinic for the LGBTQ community. So David and I went down there and said, you know, I wanted to give money to make a little art place so that they could create and make art, paint, yeah. you know, whatever. And she goes, I have a better idea. Let's do this together. And we're going to call it the Alessis Project. So we have wow. an up and running clinic oh. and um, downtown LA. And, and so now I've just gone with her on the board of that. Um, and, the, and our proceeds are going to the Violence Intervention Program, oh, the Alexis that's- Project. 
That's terrific. Listen, follow Rosanna on uh, Twitter. She's fantastic. Radical Musings with Rosanna Arquette. Um, please donate to any of that that you can. You're right. When we get all, hopefully, our work and our, our families and our life back after this <sighs> COVID thing, you know, we're, we're all, uh, everything, we're, will, everything will be better. Um, and where can we see you at next? I know that you're, you're in uh, Ratchet right now, which is on Netflix. <sighs> I, I'm not really in it. I mean, I, I was I was in it, and I don't know what happened. They just I think they just cut me out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm in it for a minute or a teeny, okay. not even. But well, I, mean, do you have I don't know. I don't. It out. was so. I think they had so many characters and so many storylines and so many things. So that yeah. by the time that this thing that could have gone to some place, but I guess you know Ryan has the way he does it. He does it, and I loved working with Sarah Paulson, who was wonderful. But um, oh wow! Yeah, I wish I would have. I wish it it could have been explored more and done a little bit more, but. Well, you know, listen, Net Netflix is dead to me until they fix that. No, um, I mean, and then you know, it's like, oh, wait a minute. And then, wait, Ryan was going to make a movie with Harvey Weinstein, uh, Paris is Burning, but he ended up doing Pose. So it's like, and then you just, your brain can go into a little paranoia and go, yeah, oh, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. that, you know? <laughs> but I don't well, know. I I can't wait to see uh, everything you do in your next chapter in acting and activism. And I just will warn you that when COVID is over, my show, almost every other sentence will be, Oh, well, my friend Rosanna Arquette and I were oh, no. <laughs> fill in the blank. It will be so obnoxious that, all right. You, you yeah. have to, you're going to come on my podcast. Yes, yes. I am. I already yeah, did we'll the do, promo we'll, for it. Well, we'll do that. Like, like we'll okay. do something like that. We'll just talk about you, please. Oh, my, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. I love you. I want to get I in there. I love, love you, Rosanna. I you love you, Rosanna Arquette. Thanks, Rosanna. Bye. I would like to take a moment to say thank you, Plexiderm. Oh, yeah. Look, no more wrinkles, no more bags, no more under eye, uh, you know, crow's feet, all of it. I love my Plexiderm. I, not all of us can look like ageless movie icons. Uh, we need a little bit of help, okay? Valentine's Day, right? You're just, it's, it's a gift you give for yourself. So you can feel good about yourself. You look fresh, bright-eyed, years younger. Plexiderm's clinically studied serum visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in minutes. I personally, with the new administration, I am smiling too much. My crow's feet have receded, but now my smile lines are a problem. But not with uh, Plexiderm. Try it. Try the six application. It's like a six-day, six-application trial pack. Only $14.95, right, with free shipping. Go to buyplx.com or call them at 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. You have nothings to lose except those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags. Visit BUYPLX.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.